Welcome to the Evolution Exchange podcast, a podcast platform to share interesting conversations from the most successful leaders within the Stockholm tech community. My name is Sophie Gould and I'm your host for today. Today I'm joined by a great panel who are joining me to discuss the topic of building effective teams. So this is an exciting conversation which I think will really touch on a number of different aspects of leading a team that most leaders will have faced at one point in their kind of career or in their journey as a leader. So I'll introduce my panel now or get them to introduce themselves because I'm excited to get this conversation going. So first of all, we'll come around the room and I'd like to know who you are, what you do and also what you're passionate about. So Andre, please take us away and start. Thank you. It was my pleasure to be here today. So my name is Andre. I'm the HR coach and Scrum Master at IT Management Consulting International. The agency is helping with agile way of working for medium-sized enterprise companies. Uh, my client includes some leaders in finance, fashion and manufacturing. And I, my biggest passion is to solve problems and uh, help companies and uh, Scrum teams to be more productive. Nice, thank you. And Simin, we'll come over to you for your introduction. Hello, my name is Simin and I am Engineering and Integrations Manager at Monto. Uh, at Monto, we build a technical platform uh, to provide uh, lenders uh, with effective access to finance data and uh, in, uh, credit intelligence to have uh, small and medium-sized uh, enterprises to get uh, fair financing. Uh, so my day-to-day work uh, consists of uh, three parts, uh, managing a team uh, called platform and delivery, and I'm communicating with uh, our uh, customers to help them integrate with our platform and also solve uh, different kinds of problems together with my colleagues. And I am an engineer by heart and also passionate about leadership. And for me, mm-hmm. it uh, means that uh, we bring people together to solve problems and uh, to achieve meaningful results. Um, and um, um, I, I think a lot about um, how to build engineering culture, how to maintain the healthy tension between product engineering, commercial, and uh, what kind of processes we, we, we need to build to convert technology to customer value and so on. And these are the questions that can uh, keep me awake uh, in the middle of the night. Uh, So (laughs) I'm very happy to be here uh, to have this opportunity to hear from from your experience and insight. Oh, nice. I love that. I think this will definitely be a good conversation for for kind of helping with that. Um, And finally, last but not least, Magdalena, coming over to you. Hi, everybody. Uh, My name is Magdalena Seidinger. I work at Axis Communication in Lund. with security solutions uh, and I'm an engineering manager for two software teams there. Um, uh, my passion, I would say, uh, and curiosity area is people uh, <laughs> in general. <laughs> I think it's exciting and, and a, you know, never ending uh, fountain of knowledge uh, when meeting new people, new situations, team members, teams and so on. And also when it comes to myself and my own self-leadership. So I think this is a very exciting topic to be part of. Oh, amazing. No, I feel the same kind of everybody you meet, kind of learn something new and and learn about yourself as well. Um, So, yeah, I mean, let's definitely just jump straight into it. This is a good topic to be discussing and we've got some really good points to kind of dig deeper into. Um, So I suppose we'll just start with um, Andre and your topic, which was how to make the team more productive. So massive question, really, really interested to hear everybody's thoughts, but give us your overview of that first of all. Sure, it's my pleasure. Pleasure. Uh, So how to make a team more productive? I experience an HR coach and Scrum Master coming to different companies, and I hear from us developers and designers like we don't have time to produce our you know increment and like it's bigger problem even in big enterprise company when you have more structure with management a lot of procedures a lot of domains 
I, I think the developers and others in the Scrum team, they want to produce something, but company or management expecting from them, like, you have to attend these meetings. There is some briefing. You need to align with other departments. And I think it's better to find a level where some meetings are like necessary, some are more voluntary, email, some information might be shared via email or maybe, you know, um, later look um, video online. And I think what uh, developers are mostly interesting to code, you know, they are geeks, their mindset is, you know, to do some something codes. Uh, so... They even sometimes complain there's so much scrum ceremonies in some frameworks of agiles. And I think it's good to find a value. And um, I believe like companies like open um, more and more to listen to their employees to increase the productivity because they also want to see some delivery, right? I think a very nice uh, example is uh, Google, where if someone wants you invite to the meeting is that the manager, the employee has to invite them and approve it. So it's a very interesting approach. And I think I also heard in other companies, companies are trying to implement this kind of different, very different approach. So that's uh, my experience. And uh, I, I believe when we can decrease some meetings, uh, we can productive and we also can collaborate better with less meetings. And also, this is biggest problem during the COVID time, where everyone is working from home and remote. There's less social activity face-to-face. -face. The number of meetings has increased, but the productivity to deliver something decrease. That is very common these days. It's changing a bit because some companies offering hybrids, so we're coming to the office and having a meeting face-to-face -face, and some of them on a video or chat platform like Teams and Zooms, but it's still an issue in the last two years. That's what I can say from my side. What do you think about it? What is your output? I would like to say that, I mean, it's always difficult with, with meetings and prioritizing, and, and I think most of us have too many of them. <laughs> uh, and it's a quite a common uh, issue with, you know, not taking too much of the developer's time uh, into meetings. So I would say that how I view it is that I have a Scrum Master in my team, um, and I also have and a team leader in the other uh, team. So I think part of their responsibility is actually to protect, protect the team uh, in the sense of, you know, figuring out which meetings do they have to attend or need to attend uh, and which can we kind of maybe do something else or write an email instead. <laughs> uh, and also what can I, you know, help them with? That's a big part of my job as well, being a gatekeeper uh, to kind of protect their, their possibility to do their job and, and to be productive. And I think sometimes we also need to explain that to the people calling to the meetings. I mean, either they can expect productivity and, and get things out of the teams or they they will get less out of it if they spend more time with them in meetings and so on. So it's a little bit figuring out what is nice to have and need to have when it comes to the meeting and kind of help them uh, figure that out and support them in that. Uh, but also explain, you know, there's a consequence when you take time. We don't have, I mean, there's not enough time to do everything always. And so there's a consequence to that and be open with it and discuss that. I think that's important as well to help and support the developers or teams that you're working with. Yes, I agree. Uh, there should be, uh, we, we are all trying to find a balance between uh, going to the meeting, get information, discussing with others and uh, uh, go back to our desk and doing, doing the coding or other work. Uh, at Monza, we have a meeting free day, which is Wednesday. And we invented it uh, because we realized there was a huge problem of uh, overloading of meetings. And uh, uh, it, it uh, is very appreciated. Uh, there are especially by developers who say that we finally have time to work uh, 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 and put our focus on the work on Wednesdays. Absolutely. I see more and more companies having uh, Tuesday free meetings or even Friday sometimes. Some companies have a kind of 
the time for employees to explore themselves, to learn new knowledge. It's sometimes most on Friday where a lot of us want to have more shorter time. And I, I do agree the Scrum Master also shield um, the Scrum team to prevent, you know, collapse with other meetings and um, yeah. also say them like, this is the most important. Our team members want to be on the most important uh, meetings. And also sometimes I, I also help them like that not everyone has to be there, maybe just a team lead, right? The architect yeah. and then share with yeah. others. Yeah. Yes. And I noticed two things since we introduced the meeting free day. Uh, one is that people uh, tend to uh, uh, tend to uh, think twice before they ask everybody on the team to a meeting uh, mm -hmm. because they, they have to think that they, they can't book meetings on Wednesdays. And the other thing is that they, they start to uh, come up with other ways of communicating. For example, for some meetings, uh, you can just write something on the Slack and uh, uh, start a conversation there instead of uh, calling people to a meeting. And, and I also think that one part of this is actually having shorter meetings. What, what's the point of the meeting and keeping, you know, uh, kind of the point to that and, and having a shorter ones. I mean, many times you book an hour. Why do you need an hour or half an hour? Maybe you need 15 minutes. It's a sink, uh, you know, thinking maybe more in smaller sections instead of trying to solve everything within an hour. That doesn't happen. And, you know, you need another meeting. What is it actually you want to get out of it? Uh, and I think it's you've said both of you as well. Do everybody does everybody have to attend this meeting? No, uh, I don't think so. Uh, then it's more about communication. How do you get what's said in the meeting back into the team uh, and work with that as well? The trust and the communication within the team. And you don't have to send everybody because usually that's a form of control as well. Everybody wants to be there to see it said, but nobody wants to spend time in meetings. <laughs> so oh. <laughs> figuring out that as well and having the trust and the communication within the team is really important. Um, so those are part of it. Absolutely. I many times end up in meetings which I don't know what about. So I have to ask in advance because in invites was a short description, but like, do you have other documentation? Do you have something ready? Do you have questions? So like also, you know, write in invites what you like to discuss, what is about, who should be there, and optimal, you know, for some people to be there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, and we have, uh, for example, engineering tactical meetings every Thursday, and uh, we have a list of topics and uh, prayer to the meeting. Everybody is welcome to write something down in the in on the list, and then uh, at the meeting we have uh, we reserve uh, ten or fifteen minutes for each meeting, and we actually start the timer. And when the, the time is up, we jump to the next topic. Yeah. <laughs> Nice. Has anyone got any final final thoughts on that? I mean, listening kind of to the um, to the strategies you already do, it's quite quite interesting that it's got to a point where we have to have like meeting free days or like like you said, kind of having a timer. Um, it's kind of like your innate nature to want to be in meetings. Um, has anybody tried anything that hasn't worked or implemented things and it just really didn't work on on saving time? <laughs> Well, I have a lot of calendars, so I can put them together. And like, if you want to book me, don't use uh, Outlook. Give access to Calendly and they can pick it up which time and day I'm free. So I can very be specific this day, no meetings, you couldn't book me, you know, or mm -hmm. I can block my time in the calendar and then get declined. That's I also implemented I and think it works. Oh, sorry. <laughs> No, but I think as well, uh, one thing that uh, I encourage is to try to figure out what's the best way of, of having a meeting you know, time-wise and, and, you know, kind of direction in the meeting and, and trial and error in that sense. Just because we mm -hmm. said, you know, the meeting should be this way when we started it, is that actually what we need uh, to, to, you know, change the form of the meeting, change the length of the meeting, uh, kind of adapt to what you see, because that I can sometimes feel as well, you know, you have just because you've said that we should have this hour meeting every, you know, second week or what it is, but does that give us what we want? No, so why not try something else? Is it, yeah, 15 minutes or a half an hour every week instead, or is it, you know, try different things. I think sometimes we get so set in what the routines we've set that we don't change them, even though they're not really working. So challenge a bit uh, that as well, uh, I think is good. And try, try and see, it doesn't, it doesn't work. Yeah. 
something else. <laughs> and also uh, maybe ask the participants uh, what do they think about the meeting uh, mm -hmm. so that they don't just uh, go to the meeting, but they, they share their thoughts and maybe they have uh, better ideas. Yeah, I love that. I think there's a there's kind of a, a sense of prepare for the meeting, make sure you're adding people who need to be there. Um, I spoke on, on a podcast about something similar um, and I can't remember which company it was but they had like a, almost like a template for when they create a meeting in Outlook or their calendar um, and it basically had a list of all the people and a reason why they were there and what they were going to contribute with um, and I thought that was quite interesting because like you touched on in the very beginning, Andre, kind of having people there and you're like, well, why am I here? Like, what am I doing? Do I even need to be here? Um, I think that's a key key thing that's coming out of this conversation. And also try different lengths of time, try different mediums. Um, and yeah, trial and error seems like a big one as well, Magdalena. Nice. I think that was a good first topic to get us started. Um, some really good ideas there. So we'll move on to um, how to develop new team members to be more effective. Now, this was your question, Simon. So, yeah, let's uh, let's hear more. Uh, yes, of course. Uh, my team is quite new uh, because we started this new team one year ago. And uh, uh, before that time, we didn't have any platform engineer. So uh, I have a colleague who, who was doing the, the platform job together with, uh, with me. So we, uh, we hired all the members and uh, we got uh, some uh, really good people. Uh, one senior person who is expert uh, at the cloud platform uh, that we are using. And the other one is newly uh, graduate, uh, but it's very easier to learn. Uh, so uh, our challenge uh, when we started the team was that how to how to get these people uh, working uh, together effectively. Uh, for example, the for the senior person, the challenge was not about the 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 the, the cloud solutions, uh, but about how to how to use his knowledge to to uh, solve the the specific uh, problems uh, that are specific to our business and our product. Uh, and uh, for the younger person, the, the new graduate, uh, that is about to to practice uh, everything he has learned in school. Um, and uh, um, I my my thoughts there was that the, uh, training and make sure that people have the skill set and the knowledge to carry out the job is the uh, it's, it's my job as a manager, uh, but it doesn't mean that I, I will be the one to learn everything that they, uh, to to learn uh, to to give them every skill that they need. So what I, I do is that I, uh, um, I with my colleagues I. Um, uh, uh, schedule the meetings uh, to uh, with the different people that they need uh, they needed to meet uh, to to gain the knowledge uh, about the people about the products about the the business and also I make sure that they have access to to uh, some different people in other teams uh, so that uh, they can ask questions uh, when they need. Uh, so what about your uh, what's your experience when you have new members on your teams? Well from my side when I get new team uh, um, in the in our team or new member in the Scrum team, I introduce myself and I have kind of introduction meeting, like introduce them to the Scrum and to the Agile in their company. Each company has a little bit different setup and making family how our ceremonies works and the, you know, daily standouts, sprint planning and others. And also I um, also ask the person like would you like to help how can I help you you know I'm the scrum master how should protect you and uh, help you be very uh, welcome in the company and has the um, yeah, support you basically and later also um, talk to the product owner managers like what can we can improve to make uh, this person comfortable in our team and welcome as possible. Of course, I believe each company has kind of education program when the person starting and know about the company, the brand, the company values. Uh, that's what I can say from my side. Uh, I have a 
the way I see it uh, of getting somebody new into the team and up and running fast has a lot to do with the, the team itself. Uh, I mean, of course, me as a manager are introducing and taking care of the person that's coming on board. But in the end, it's the team uh, where it will you know, come up faster or slower in the process. Uh, so if you have looking at the team, how's the team working? How close is the team? How prestigious is it in the team? Because that will help the person who's new to get in and be able to ask those questions which is feel a bit stupid and and you know uh, all of that so a lot of it is for me a focus on where's the team at um, and because that will make that journey so much faster uh, regardless if they're I mean young or if you have somebody senior but they need to get into the business uh, in another way it may be faster in in uh, you know coding and, and stuff like that but they still need to know more about the company uh, but regardless, you still have to have uh, safety in the team when you come in. So I would say a big focus is on that. Uh, my team is also, one of my teams is, is about a year old. Uh, so when I started at Axis as well, and that was a new team put together, uh, different competences. Uh, and some of them had worked together, some had not. Uh, and we have two quite new uh, members as well in there. And, and it's that started now, maybe half a year, a year later. And it's interesting to see, we've worked a lot with this, to see how easily they have come into the, what they're doing, even though they're juniors, uh, due to the team's closeness and taking care of this. Yeah. And one part of that is also having a designated mentor within the team. Uh, but, and that's good, they should have somebody they know they have as a mentor, and uh, we always have that. Uh, but I also put a lot of responsibility onto the whole team, saying, you know, this is your member, your that's coming in, mm -hmm. you need take care of that member, everybody. So, and, and they do that really nicely because they are very close and a tight team and they understand the faster we get this person up and running, the more we will do together and be more effective in the team. So uh, there's different parts of it, but a lot of it is, for me at least, what I've realized in my uh, experience is, you know, working with the team in that to bring up the speed. With the newcomers. Yeah, that's a very good point uh, because it's really about the whole team have to to be productive together. It doesn't work if you have a, a person who is doing all the work but the others are not as effective. And uh, I, I actually have a feedback from one team member uh, who said that uh, we the, this uh, working together sessions and and uh, reviews and uh, uh, the the hours we spend together is the quality time because during during that time, uh, we, we look at the problem together and find a solution together and we learn uh, not only about uh, each other's uh, knowledge, but also the way of thinking, uh, which is uh, especially valuable for, to, uh, for a younger person who hasn't been in, uh, in, uh, in uh, hasn't been uh, working uh, for such, uh, for, uh, for as long as uh, hasn't been working so much, so uh, that it's valuable to to uh, to um, observe and, and listen and discuss with a, a more senior person to to learn the way of thinking. And also, I think it, it's more fun. I mean, to be honest, we are yeah, of course. first at work, so kind of feeling that uh, cooperation and team feeling and responsibility towards each other it motivates and it's fun. Uh, yeah. So. Uh, yeah, absolutely. But also bring conversation outside the work. What what I mean is we introduce each other. We like, okay, I like skiing. You know, these are my hobbies in my free time. So the, we have kind of collaboration when we bring new member on our team, introduce each other, and we like be more social, not just work, work, work. You know, with our values like as a team. You know, when you share a little bit more about your free time and your or your private life, you feel more comfortable in the team. And this is also about the psychological safety in the team, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What do you do uh, to um, for team activities or uh, social activities in the team? That's a good question. So uh, when we finish this uh, spring and new member is there so we start the journey from the beginning and we share like like about 
some of us we like uh, puppies or you know cats and dogs so, so we share like what is your favorite cats or dog so we can take a picture of it share each other together mm-hmm. and like what your puppy is doing like in you know what, what, for activity what have you learned something new your dog you know and like and okay. uh, do you take your uh, dogs uh, outside from home to work sometimes? Uh, you know, bring more kind of more like care, you know, supportness uh, in 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 the team. So, and like that, a lot of different uh, games on a mile space and a mural on on internet. Like was more gamification, more where you can know each other more. That's helped a lot. Yeah, yeah. I, I also work very. What do you call it? proactively with the getting team to know each other and know me as well? I mean, I think that's uh, an important part, just not the team that are working together, but me as a manager as well to have that communication better and, and clearer and, and easier. So, and it's a lot of different levels uh, with yeah, what's personal. Uh, you can be personal without being private. You have to find that kind of a level of it as well it's not giving away everything it's you know what you feel comfortable with as well but sharing in in the level that you feel is comfortable uh is is good and it can be work experience we've had that as well i mean what what's our background it's so funny when you get into teams you usually don't know what have you done where have you been you know industries uh, what did you do when you started to work for those have worked a long time i mean it can be quite different from where you are now and all of those things, uh, you know, we find common interests uh, in that. And that's been a lot of fun as well. Uh, it's good for me as a manager as well, because, you know, I can find out what are they curious about? What, they, what do they want? Uh, how can I support in that? Um, so a lot of those things. And also on top of that, just having, we have like, you know, team lunch. Uh, we have breakfast every morning, but then we have a team mm-hmm. breakfast as well. Because the company has breakfast every morning, but then we have a team oh. uh, breakfast as well with both the teams. Uh, and Friday fika. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, that's uh, nice. Yeah, so so you have these kind of points where we will at least, you know, be able to meet everybody uh, and just have, you know, conversations about whatever is on our mind at that point. That's kind of outside what we do on a daily part. Yeah. Oh, nice. I think there's some, uh, I love the idea of a team breakfast. Um, I was just thinking that I might implement that with my team because you're so right what you said as well, kind of like it shouldn't all be work, 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 because how do you kind of integrate people and, and make them feel welcome? Um, but no, I think that was a really, really good to- a topic to kind of touch on there, Simon, because I imagine as kind of companies grow and scale even more, there are always going to be new team members coming and joining. Um, so, can affect a lot of different people yeah so nice and something else that kind of um I, th- I thought was really interesting is the different stages of way team at the different levels that the people come in could also affect how the dynamic is um of course yeah really like that idea as well so yeah some good ideas and thoughts i have to add something like when we bring some new member of our team and from different nationality let's say someone from asia like I was working with some people from India and we like to know more about, you know, holidays and culture and food. And like in summer, every year we have kind of Indian week where we can go to Kunstragod and, and taste their food and experience like a yoga and other things. Oh. I think this is also good collaboration if we have the possibility here. Sounds really good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, let's introduce that emoto as well. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's good motivation for them to get yeah. out and know the person more and yeah. also about culture and value. Yeah, Definitely. we do have uh, lunch and learn uh, hosted by, by different teams uh, when they want to do it and when they have uh, some interesting uh, topics to share. And uh, we just uh, sit in the kitchen or in a large meeting room, uh, share some uh, lunch and uh, listen to, to, to uh, for example, last time we hosted as a team, we talked about, we had a crash course about the cloud platform, uh, which was, uh, uh, was uh, 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 we got a lot of good feedback on that. Oh, nice. Well, that kind of... Uh rounds it off really well um and we'll kind of move into 
and it was touched upon just there actually, but your question, Magdalena, on when it comes to building an effective team, psychological safety and trust is a huge part of it. Um, and how do you work with this in your individual teams? So, uh, yeah, what are your kind of thoughts behind this and, and what did you want to bring to the table on on this topic yeah this is this is a topic that i i i'm very passionate about i think it's uh, something that you know every team uh, needs uh, to have to be i mean you can have a good team but it's kind of going from good to great <laughs> uh, it depends so it's i think there's a lot of good teams that that don't necessarily have this, but it's kind of taking it to the next level of building that safety and trust and prestigeless of what you get of that. And also then that's where, you know, innovation happens because you you dare to fail because uh, you have the safety and the reliability within the team. So it, it's, I tried to work a lot with my team uh, with this uh, and have done from the start in, in different ways of workshops and uh, team activities and so on. And, and it's so interesting to see. Uh, I usually talk with them regarding it's a team development model uh, from uh, Dr. Susan Whelan uh, with different phases of a team. And you can really see that when they go through and learn to know each other and learn to trust each other and you know go through their conflicts and all of that uh, and and you know move along in this kind of development model uh, and the basis of that is psychological trust uh, or safety and trust them which also nicely goes into the agile model as well because that's kind of the the base of that uh, so I'm just curious I mean I want to learn more and it's always fun to get tips and tricks and and you know inspiration from others so uh, that's why I'm curious to hear I mean how do you work with your teams in this regard or I mean do you or have you thought about it it's kind of open in that sense uh, well uh, I, I have been think, thinking about it and uh, there is uh, one thing I, I really appreciate in my working environment which I noticed uh, or uh, uh, when I when I started working here, uh, that is uh, whenever something bad happens, uh, no one is asking uh, whose fault was that. Uh, people just uh, start uh, working on uh, finding the root cause and solving the problem. And uh, afterwards, we talk about what we have learned, find out whose fault uh, or 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 uh, some people made some mistakes. And I think this uh, this culture makes uh, people feel safe to. Uh, to uh, experiment, uh, to make mistakes, uh, but you, of course, you have to fix them and learn from them. And uh, but you can do that without being embarrassed or uh, worrying about the, the manager that will say uh, something about it. And on the other hand, uh, I, as a manager, uh, I, I, I make mistakes as well, of course. And uh, when something goes wrong, I never try to hide it. Uh, I try to be honest with it uh, about it, and I describe the situation for the team. And uh, I, I say I was I would say that I am working on it, and I ask for help if I can uh, fix it myself. And afterward, I share uh, the learning uh, with the team. And by doing that, uh, I can set, set an example of uh, how to deal with the awkwardness and the failures in a constructive way. And, and just a curious question then, how, how do you come, do you think that you have this culture that's open and, you know, not a blaming culture? Where does that come from? Uh, how are you working um, to have that? I think that uh, perhaps it has something to do with, the, with that well, we, are, we are still a startup. Uh, but uh, several years ago, there were uh, two developers plus the CTO who was doing the technical work, and there was no no space to to blend anyone because you you really need these people to to work to make things work. And uh, uh, our CTO is very prestige. Uh, he has no prestige, and he actually. Uh, makes things uh, up himself sometimes. So last year he got an award called Fucked Up Award uh, for for one of the mis mistakes he made, <laughs> and he accepted uh, very happily. But I think that's, that's a very important point that you brought up. I mean, being vulnerable yourself and, and showing you know you make mistakes and and you fix them and and you ask for help and all of that. I think it's it's difficult to demand that of your team <laughs> or. Yeah of your team to, to do if you're not doing it yourself either. So I think that's a very good point. Mm -hmm. 
me as a scrum master, I when I have a retrospective, I say like, this is your space. What's happened here? It stay here with us as as a team. We don't have to share with others. So I bring the psychological safety to the retrospective, which is very important. I experience when we have bigger meetings, some members doesn't speak out. They are not comfortable. Something to do sometimes with cultures and their values, but there is management and higher stakeholders as well and I, I see like they don't share so much especially their opinion they like, sometimes expecting to say something to be accepted to provide value I have also meetings like just few of them and then to find out what is the problem because I see they don't collaborate there is no good communication they avoiding each other you know I also like, look at them like they behave this is also uh, my job as a scrum master also I have monthly one-to-one meetings where it's me and each team member of the scrum team to discuss what we can improve is some problems uh, what you have at the work some uh, improve some flow or something personal so I have I have discussed a lot of things uh, which they share with me but not of product manager product owner of others and I think that's also like these one-to-one meetings are very useful and also help me a scrum master to find a lot of things what I can bring to the product owner I don't have to share who say that but I say we have problems in our team and we want to bring more teams activity my last project at fashion company in Sweden they wanted to have more free time for team activity so we come to conclusion every end of the sprint we we have at least one hour for team activity or something else to learn each other more and that's come up from one-to-one meetings do you do any workshops or any kind of if i put it as proactive uh, i mean one-to-ones are i would say as well i think they're very important Uh, but do you have any kind of way of, of continuously working with the team development itself? Yes, there are some uh, workshops or way how we can improve the communication, know each other. When is a fresh new Scrum team form to know each other more and our knowledge and have the cross-functional team is very important because if any of us is designer but no any of us is not developer we cannot develop the product right so the cross functionality is important and communication not everyone like to communicate on uh, you know outlook some of us want to speak directly so we prefer communication over tools right in scrum that's also important i think we used to have at least one workshops every month uh, with, uh, with the team to improve communication, to learn new skills. Some departments, they produce some content uh, and show up a demo. We also have uh, each of end PI like, um, discovery week or something where we can work on some idea and and maybe in the future develop a collaborate with other team members so bring more time where you can spend and exploring something learn new thing that helps a lot and i was thinking a lot about what you talked about in the last question as well or the answers i mean a lot of that is is you know building on the trust and the, and the safety in the team as well i would say to know each other yeah agree and uh, i um, i have a question uh, when you build the trust and you have uh, uh, psychology psychological safety within the team and you know each other very well you are functioning as a team uh, how do you um, build the trust with other teams when you work together with them i mean i, I would say the same way basically uh, we, we are also I mean, I think you form teams in different ways, as you said. I mean, there's you have them with the product managers or, or interfaces that you have. And I think it's the same thing there, getting to know them, getting talking, communicating, setting maybe ground rules for how we work together. Uh, also asking a lot for feedback. I mean, what is working, what is not working and kind of breaking down the barriers of, of prestige there as well uh, and getting that communication up and going. And, and a lot of it, the key is, 
to get to know each other. Uh, because usually you react on people because you don't understand why they're answering the way they're answering or, or being, you know, in person how they are or so on. But as soon as you start to know each other, then that kind of goes away and you focus more on what you're supposed to be doing together. So, so it might be a bit of a longer process, but it's basically the same way of thinking uh, as I would with my team. It's, it's more intense, I would say, with my team of working in that sense, uh, but also doing that with the different interfaces that we have. Uh, and, and helping my team members for the interfaces they have. I mean, I'm not always there, of course. I, I would say most of the time, daily-wise, I'm not, <laughs> uh, because they are driving that. So, of course, I want to support and help them in think, the way of thinking of it's the same thing as we're doing in the team. We need to do into our interfaces and get that communication up and running and, and not knowing each other. And also bring the communication outside your circle, uh, outside your uh, Scrum team. Uh, and also like, try to communicate with other team members because we collaborate with others, right? And sometimes there's no problem from our side, but might be problem collaborate with others and find out how they think, you know, they might work with different technology. They might be even in different part of Europe, you know, and things that help as well. And that's also solve a lot of problems. I think being curious is is a good key to a lot of things. Uh, actually, to be interested and curious uh, of the, the the counterpart or the interface that you have, start from that. Yeah. You know, is is get to know each other in that way as well. And it's also a nice approach. Uh, and people, you know, they they like when you're curious and wanting to know things and so on. Start from there. Um, Do you have some uh, questions you you usually ask to show your curiosity? I mean, it depends on what we're discussing, of course. Uh, so it could be almost anything. <laughs> and if, I mean, if we start off with a, a personal topic, sometimes you do that, you know, you come in, what you've been doing the weekend or whatever. Uh, I mean, just uh, being curious about the person or the what we're working with, uh, their part in it. How, how do they work with it? How does that work for you? Uh, what challenges do you see? Uh, what would you want to get out of this? I mean, there's so many ways of, of kind of getting the person to understand, I, I, you know, we want to get to know you. We want to understand how we can solve this together. Uh, I mean, that having those type of questions, but it can differ uh, depending on where you start. Yeah. And uh, in, in my team, there has been a crazy idea about uh, uh, exchanging team member with the other team. Uh, another thing uh, we haven't implemented yet, uh, but we are we are going to actually we are sending out one of our team members to another team uh, for one sprint uh, so that he can learn uh, some new stuff. I think that's a very good and interesting way of doing it. You have to get back to us to say how it went. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that sounds amazing. This is a very interesting approach. I want to hear about it more. Yeah. So. <laughs> But it's yeah. really good also it helps to like, know what they're doing and must also learn some new you know skills. It is amazing. Mm. Yeah. Uh sometimes sometimes you uh, I mean when everything goes well, then people are happy and they are working in their teams, but uh, uh you start to notice there are uh, you you need to improve their team communications when, for example, there is a problem and you you can't. Uh, it, it may be difficult to identify uh, the area of the problem, and then, then you don't know the ownership who is going to take care of it. And then without the trust, the teams will just will just point at each other and say it's your fault. Look at uh, check it up, and the other team will say that. But no, it's your fault. Uh, with the with the trust that way. Built, uh, then uh, it is. Uh, then it we 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 will be more friendly and uh, try to collaborate more. And maybe we can just say that hi. Uh, uh, let's get together these two people from each team and and and. Uh, uh, try to solve the problem together. And I think it's so, it's so rewarding to see teams and and relationships with interfaces so when they grow and, and you, you know you work with this actively, you see the progress in it. It's uh, I mean, I think that's so much fun. I can just see the team, I mean, both teams that I've had in the past year, the growth in those teams, it's uh, it's fantastic to see. And I mean, they are doing the work. You can, you can give them kind of, you know, the settings, but they still need to be a part of it, of course, because that's where the magic happens. And it's so much fun we can see you can help us inspire and, and they take that and run you know and, and make good of it 
So there, there's so much good things coming out of working with teams um, in this way as well. Nice. I think I wanted to jump in and add, um, I recently spoke with um, a guy who's kind of like head of diversity and, and CSR at a company called Zimpler in Gothenburg. Um, and he does a lot around kind of team culture as well as it's kind of really inbred into the company of this is operational, like how do people work together? Um, and he was saying a story of a thing that he implemented called failure, failure cocktail. And basically um, he got a group of people together and there's a t- certain topic and everybody has to talk about a time that they failed within this this topic so it can be money it could be relationships it could be friends it could be anything um and he was saying it worked really well because the stories that people told allowed more people to open up and then just naturally build this trust and build this safety um and I've not done it yet with my team I definitely want to implement it because it can be anything it could be work related non-work related it could be on this sprint where did you fail in general where did you fail um things like that and I think it's so so important to show exactly like what what you said there something like you're a manager well you can still fail that nobody's perfect everybody is human um and I think I totally agree with the kind of resonating fact that a team will be so much more effective if that trust and that and that security is there um a hundred percent now we're kind of getting to like the 10 minute mark of the hour has anybody got any other questions or anything that they want to share and it can be related to the topics we've discussed here or even anything um separately i'm just uh, thinking that one part that we haven't uh, discussed uh, which we might not have too much time to do either really but of course one part of of having an effect the team except having you know the team with psychology safety and, and trust is, is of course a clear purpose uh, in the team to knowing why you're doing what you're doing uh, I think yeah. that uh, is something that really needs to be be you know said as well uh, I think that comes into a basic nature of all of us I mean why are we doing what we're doing yeah. uh, we need that understanding uh, so I think that those two are really tightly connected uh, you need both of them uh, as well. Otherwise, you will have a, a very nice, happy team for a while, but they still need to know, I mean, why am I doing this? Why? I, uh, it can only go as far as it can, and then you need to have that as well uh, and, and clarify that. Uh, it's, it's very important, I believe, at least. And uh, are you talking about the, the vision or the purpose of a team or as a company? I think there can be so many different levels of that. And what I've learned actually as well, because I personally, I always feel like I'm not very good at setting clear goals. That's been kind of my own thoughts of it. But the feedback that I have is that they feel that I am. Uh, and I think that's because I'm good at, you know, putting a vision in place. So maybe not necessarily yeah. breaking down. I can probably be better in breaking down goals, to be honest. But, you know, more of a, a clear vision of, of what I see this these teams can do and, and become and, and, you know, all of that. So and, and having that clarity of where that comes into where we are in the company as well. Uh, so uh, so I think that it's for me, it's, it can be in different levels. Uh, and it kind of depends on what the team is doing as well and, and what they feel they need. That also comes into where they are in, in kind of the team development phases. Uh, they more, need more clarity in the beginning, I would say. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, it, it depends a little bit. Uh, and I've, I've realized I'm not as fussy as I sometimes feel I am. <laughs> That's good as well. <laughs> How do you guys work with that uh, when it comes to? Uh, well, um, we we work uh, with this on several levels. Uh, we we as a company uh, we work with uh, uh, OKRs, uh, objectives and key results. Uh, we have a very clear vision, which is uh, fair financing for the SMEs, and uh, we we set the north stars uh, for the year, and then every quarter we have uh, uh, we set the uh, OKRs for for each quarter, and uh, uh, on the company level as well on the team level. Uh, so we follow up these uh, OKRs uh, every month to see if we are on track uh, or if we need to adjust some uh, some objectives. 
so uh, I, as a manager, every week I have uh, uh, 15 minutes in my calendar to to look through the OKRs and I also talk, talk about it with uh, with my team on our weekly meetings. So uh, so that we, we recommend uh, that uh, we, uh, I mean, I think it's very important for people to know that uh, the work they are doing uh, is meaningful. Yeah. And uh, we are doing that because we want the the the, the all the businesses, uh, how no matter how small they are, to have a chance to to get financing to get started. And uh, we we do that by providing our technology. And how do we do that? Do we need to build uh, a continuous integration for that? Yes, of course. And then we put it in our OKRs, and uh, we have to make sure our uh, our uh, that our product has good quality. So uh, there are several levels, and we break it down and uh, uh, keep it uh, on uh, on our internal channels so people are aware of it. <laughs> Of course, OKRs helps. That's from the management going down to the team members and also product and services. But also, like what our team is contributing, what we believe, like a team, you know, we developing small component of this software or um, product and the beliefs and the motivation, uh, how we can be a better. It's also uh, very important, especially on the team level not on the company level, because it's a team producing the result for the management. And that's very uh, important to know. Yeah, and you actually can do OKRs on, in uh, different approaches. Uh, some companies do the top down, some others do it uh, bottom up. Uh, we kind of mix the, both approaches. Mm. So uh, so that the, the, uh, we draft our team OKRs but we have to run through it with the rest of the uh, company and with other teams. So we can align on the uh, key results we want to achieve. That's true. You can have okay many different ways and I hope it works and don't need to complexity as well because I used to work with other brands and there was mm-hmm. OKR was for them like, yeah. that's difficult. How <laughs> we can reflect this to our work, our service, you know? Yeah, I yeah, I hope it will be much easier. Yeah, we, we are still working on it. Uh, I agree. That the, the first time we 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 had the OKRs, it was uh, it was chaos and uh, it was a mess. <laughs> but we are getting better at. Yeah, that's what we have in Scrum: continuous improvement, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you need to think about it. And as platform engineer, we're talking about continuous integration, continuous delivery. Continuous <laughs> it's improvement. always in a cycle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, nice. Well, no, I think that uh, really rounds it off well. There's been some very insightful things. Um, I, I like the idea of the, the continuous improvement because it's so true, isn't it? Yes. Um, but no, honestly, thank you. I mean, I'd just like to take this time for everyone listening to thank them, but also for um, our great panel here. We've got Magdalena, Andre, Simon, who have really brought some insightful pieces of wisdom to quite a few different topics when it comes to building effective teams. Actually, we've touched on quite a lot. So yeah, thank you for participating and thank you to everybody who has listened and any feedback is welcomed. We'd love to hear your thoughts on that as well.